Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We're so excited that you guys are here for another week. Welcome back, you guys. Today's topic is going to be really interesting. And Haley is taking the lead on this one, which is fun because I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'm so passionate about it now. I love really? it. No, honestly. Okay. Like, I spent hours researching it yesterday. Like, I had already done the notes. Like, I got everything that I needed to, but I was just, like, so interested in it. I watched so many videos. Like, I love them. Okay. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I'm obsessed with them. So, yeah. Is that um, your obsession of the week? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys can't tell by the title, we are talking about the Gulabi Gang in India. And we'll dive into it a little bit more, but we're going to start with our obsessions of the week. Mine is not the Gulabi Gang, even though, like, it is, but it, I have to pick a different obsession. Yeah. So, you go first. Okay. My obsession for this week is Pinterest. Mm. I – it is hitting so different because I, like, took a break. Like, I literally did not go on Pinterest for months. Yeah. And, like, I would never really go on for, like, a social media experience. But yeah. it was just, like, if I was, like, bored. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have found so much inspiration and inspo from Pinterest, for real. Mm. Like, it is my go-to right now. And I can't explain it. The vibes are just there. No, I like it. I think it's simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. I go there for inspiration, too, like, for hair ideas. Because I yeah. don't know what to do with my hair. So, like, hair ideas, quick outfit ideas. Like, there's just a ton of inspo on there. Quotes, Mm -hmm. cute fillers and stuff and layouts. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool. Pose ideas. Exactly. They have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The one thing I'll say is I hate that all social media has become an – kind of a directory for tiktok like a video based yeah and i know that that is that was the 2021 trend like video and it's very much trending in 2022 um but honestly like it's trending because creators have to post videos mm -hmm. otherwise they don't succeed on a platform right and it's really irritating right it is just like it gets to be a little bit too much i'm like okay i want to go on pinterest and look at um some cute quotes i really don't care about a video. A video. Like, please get off. I don't care. I want to yeah. go on Instagram to see pictures. I don't care about videos. Yeah. Yeah, like, keep the reels on the explore page. Exactly. If I want to go look at a reel, I will go. Because I actually, I like looking at Instagram reels. I never look at Instagram reels. I do. And if I want reels, I go to TikTok. That's what TikTok's for. No, no, no. But they're different. Honestly, mm-hmm. they're different. Trust me, I didn't have TikTok for <laughs> – That was your only option? <laughs> yeah, but, um, like, if I want something a little bit more, like, low-key and – because it's not, like, funny videos. Like, sometimes – They're, like, aesthetic and yeah, – Yeah. But honestly, like, it's, like, a lot of photo dumps and stuff. Yeah. Like, TikTok, honestly, is, like, so stupid. It's hilarious. I love TikTok. No, I know, but, like, there's just some dumb stuff on there sometimes that I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, this is not Yeah, but that's the point. Like, okay, I will defend TikTok. No, I know, but when you get off of it for so long and you come back, you're like, okay, that's honestly just a waste of time. But I do, you know, I see the value in TikTok. I do like it, but I don't know. Instagram Reels is just a different vibe. Yeah. No, I get it. Each platform has its own thing. Yeah. But let's keep it separate, you know? Exactly. Like, just stop trying to copy TikTok just because it's so popular. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well, I love that. Pinterest is good. Pinterest is an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you remember when we first got Pinterest? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew you were thinking about that too because um, social media like wasn't really a thing when we were like 11, 12-ish. Mm-mm. Um, 
Yeah, it was a big deal that we got Pinterest and Facebook. Yeah. Like, it just, like, was – like, Facebook was the biggest thing when I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a big deal when I got a Facebook account. But, like, when we got Pinterest, we literally – sat at the table on our computers literally for hours. And it got dark. It got dark. Yeah. And, like, mom came in and, like, flipped the light on. She's like, what are you guys doing? We were like, oh. Yeah. It's been that long. But I remember when mom was, like, helping us set up our account. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Because mom loves Pinterest, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, that was funny. I knew you were thinking about yeah. that as well. Core memory. Core memory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my obsession of the week is. I would honestly have to say working out. Mm-hmm. Which is a good obsession to have, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I would say working out or my real talk tote. I've been just wearing yes. that everywhere. I took mine to New York and wore Same. it everywhere. Yeah, we'll post some pictures, but yeah, I've just been obsessed with it. Like, tote bags are so cute. Mm-hmm. And when we're wrapping real talk, yeah, like, it's exactly. so cute. Because you literally just throw everything in there. Like, it was so nice having the real talk tote at the airport. Yeah. Because I fit my blanket in there, my travel pillow, all of the stuff I needed. Like, I fit so much stuff in there, and my bag didn't look bulky. Mm-mm. It just looked cute. So nice. Yeah. So that's my obsession. I'll say uh, my real talk tote. Awesome. They are cute. Today's feminist highlight is Carson Pickett. She recently became the first player with a limb difference to play for the U.S. women's national team. Wow. And that's soccer, in case you didn't know. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's sport? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know you. (laughs) She was born without the lower half of her left arm. And she said that she's hoping to use her platform to advocate for limb loss and limb differences and to help to make others like her feel more comfortable and confident. And I think it's really cool because... That's not something we usually see in athletes unless it's, like, Paralympics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so no, I think Oh, she was on, like, a regular team. Yeah, she's on a ra- – yeah, she plays soccer. She wow. She doesn't really need her hands, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And she's, like, using it as an opportunity to say, hey, there's a lot of people like me that mm-hmm. just aren't comfortable coming out because yeah. people are judgmental. Yeah. And will say things. Honestly, good for her. I love when people use their platform for so much good. Like, there's been a lot of that recently, Mm -hmm. and I love it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that's Carson Pickett, and do you want to take it away? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited because we are covering a feminist movement, a feminist group in India, and it is called the Gulabi Gang. They're not a violent gang. It's just their name, to clarify. Okay. Um. So, yes, the Gulabi Gang is a women's movement in the Banda district of Uttar Pradesh in northern India. They are in this district of northern India, and the gang was formed by Sampat Paldevi in 2006. And Sampat, she was so – she just seemed like the sweetest lady. Like, and she's still alive today. And she's still fighting and everything. So a little bit of background about the area that the Gulabi Gang was founded in. Um, it is one of the poorest poorest districts in the country. It is run by an extremely patriarchal system and society. There's a super rigid caste system, which was – the caste system was abolished, but it's still very much around. Yeah, it's like a social thing yeah. now, I think. Yeah, so – There's that. There's a lot of female illiteracy, a lot of domestic violence, child labor, child marriage, and very high dowry demands. So there's a lot of issues, and it it is a very poor area. So there's a lot of struggles there. 
So I'm going to read the vision and mission statement of the Gulabi Gang, and this is straight from their website. And all of these facts are from their website. They have a really great website. I was really A website. Impressed. They're official. Yeah, they have a really great website. You can, okay. like, become a member. You can donate, all this stuff. So we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but all of my information is from here, so go check it out. So the vision for the Gulabi Gang is – to protect the powerless from abuse and fight corruption, to ensure basic rights of the poor in rural areas and discourage traditions like child marriages. That is their vision. And that is what they focus on. Okay. Their mission is to support and train women to enhance their basic skills to become economically secure and develop confidence to protect themselves from abuse through sustainable livelihood options. I think that's an amazing mission mm-hmm. because especially if they're in the poorest district in, is it all of India? Is that um, what it's you said? one of the, yeah. Okay. So one of the poorest areas in all of India, I am guessing like a lot of women just don't have those resources. Yeah. And so for them to make it their mission to empower women in all of these aspects is amazing. Yeah. No, 100%. I think giving women and just giving people in general who are in tough situations who are struggling giving resources that are sustainable and that people like teaching skills and different things that people can use to really get themselves out of a tough spot that is so invaluable and so that's what they're doing and I love it it's amazing yeah so here's a little bit of background on the gulabi gang itself so, gulabi means pink in Hindu. Okay. Uh-huh. And so it's- We should collab? Hello? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> um, let's do it. Um, so, the in Hindu, it means um, the pink gang. And they're called the pink gang because all of the members wear bright pink saris and carry bamboo sticks. And the bamboo sticks are more for, like- they're not, like, for violence or anything. It's more for, like, protection in case anything happens to them. Right. And also it's part of their uniform. Right. And Sampat was very specific about having a uniform. That was one of the things that she talked about a lot throughout the website and, like, in different interviews and stuff. Um, she talked a lot about how it was very important for her that they all stand united and stand out. And it was interesting because she was – they were asking her, like, why did you pick pink? So on top of pink symbolizing, like, female empowerment and, like, women in general, she chose pink because all of the other colors, like, she specifically called out blue and yellow, they were tied to political parties. Okay. And so she was like, we need to stand out, we need to be out there, we need to be bright, and we need to make ourselves known, and we need to make ourselves known that we are our own group. Yeah, not that makes a lot of sense. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was really cool. Like, there's a lot of meaning behind it. It's not just pink because of women. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of meaning behind it. So one of the things that Sam Pat said, you can go ahead and read it. I love what she said. This was just about the the gang itself. Sam Pat said, we are not a gang in the usual sense of the term. We are a gang for justice. That's so cool. Gang for justice. (laughs) I love that. I love it. So it's just a group of people, of women who are getting together, and we'll go into the story a little bit more, but there's over 400,000 members of the Gulabi gang now. Are they all in India? 
From what I was understanding, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find information that's current. They're still very much a force for good. Um, Sampat is still, like, an active political leader. And um, it's really hard to find information on them, though. Like, a lot of the sources, they are in, like, Hindu Mm -hmm. and just in their native language. So it's kind of hard to translate. But it was really interesting to read about. I really liked it. That's cool. Um, and the whole time I was thinking about this when I was researching them, there are so many groups out there that we just don't know about because like the Gulabi gang has gotten a lot of attention, but they haven't gotten that much media attention since like 2015. Yeah. I've never even heard of them. Yeah. But they're still very much around Mm -hmm. and they're still doing a lot of good. And so it's just crazy to me that there are so many groups out there and not just groups fighting for feminism, but so many people who are dedicating their lives to different causes, and we don't even hear about them. It's crazy. Yeah, so um, kind of a little bit of background. I think it'll be it's interesting to learn about Sam Pat herself. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about who she is. So Sam Pat Paldevi was born in 1956 in the Banda district of Uttar Pradesh. And so that's – she's stayed in – that district her whole life she's still there okay still fighting for change and that's the same district that the gulabi gang was founded obviously so she's been there her whole life um she is the daughter of a poor shepherd and in her childhood she tended to goats and cattle but she really wanted to go to school and so she taught herself how to read and write she would kind of like take her brother's materials and their curriculum because they were going to school wow and um In one of the interviews that she did, she was talking about how she would, like, crouch on the floor, like, over books and paper and pens and stuff like that and just, like, be trying to, like, cover up but also learn and try and teach herself how to read, sound out different vowels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, someone came up behind her really suddenly and she got scared and, like, tried to hide the materials and she turned around and it was her uncle. And her uncle was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I am teaching myself how to read. And her uncle was like, do you want to learn? Like, do you want to get an education? Do you want to go to school? And she said yes. And so he enrolled her in school and she got to go to a little bit of school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was sad because she was like hiding the fact that she was trying to educate herself. Right. And then when she thought she got or she when she did get caught, she was so scared. Like, that's so sad. Yeah, because what would have happened if it wasn't her uncle? Like, what if somebody else found out? I don't know. I really don't know. But, like, luckily her uncle was like, you want to go to school? Let's enroll you in school. Mm -hmm. You deserve an education. Right. And that wasn't common. So I think that that's really cool. And I love that for her. So after her uncle enrolled her in school, she studied up to the fourth grade level. And then she was married off to an ice cream vendor when she was 12 years old. 12? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And on top of that, at 15, she became a mother and raised five children total. <gasps> and it said that she raised those five children within the next few years. So I think that she was just, like, cranking out kids. That's really sad. Which is really sad because she got married at 12 and then started having kids when she was 15 and then had kids for the next few years and raised five children when she was a teenager. 
That's so sad. Yeah. So obviously, like, from the very beginning, she started off fearing giving herself an education and then being taken out of school at 12 years old to be married off to an old man and then have children. Mm-hmm. And she worked as a government healthcare worker until 2006 when she resigned to fully lead the Gulabi gang. Okay, so she, it's like her life mission. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is her That's life so work. Cool. Yeah. So um I don't know. I think it's very telling just like her experiences. Mm-hmm. So now that we know about Sam Pat and how she got her start and her background, let's learn about how the Gulabi gang started. And it's actually a really sad story. And um, I'm going to talk about domestic violence. And so just a trigger warning. Um, so one day, Sam Pat was walking in the street in her neighborhood, and she saw a man mercilessly beating his wife in the streets of her town. And so she ran over and tried to stop the man from beating his wife, literally in the middle of everyone. Nobody's doing anything because it was normal. Right. So she runs over, tries to stop him, and he ended up beating her, like, mercilessly, too. So this man is, like, in public beating his wife and now beating Sam Pat. And... So the next day, she was just, like, infuriated. Mm -hmm. And she was tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I just got beat. This other woman got beat. This guy is not being held accountable. It's literally a man's world. I'm not doing this anymore. So she gathered five other women. They all grabbed bamboo sticks. And they found the guy. And they all beat him up with the bamboo sticks. Oh, Okay, Sam Pat. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, honestly, like, it's violent. But... That's exactly what happened to her. She's mm-hmm. just giving him a taste of what she had done. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the start of the bamboo sticks. Okay. That was like the weapon of choice that they were using. And so they just kind of carried it on. And it's kind of a tradition now. Um, but it started out with just her and those five other women. So after that, other women, word spread, obviously, because m- women did- weren't allowed to stand up to men. And so it was, like, this woman is, like, standing up now, and there's, like, five other women with her. It definitely drew attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So other women started approaching her, telling their stories, and asking for Sam Pat's help. And they would tell stories of, like, being child brides and domestic violence against them and just different things like that. All the same experiences that Sam Pat experienced as well because it's so normal. Mm-hmm. And so – all these women that were coming up to her, they were like, let me join the fight. Like, let's do something about it. So that is how a lot of people started joining her team or her little gang. And then officially in 2006, there were so many women fighting that she decided that they needed the uniform. Okay. That she was so passionate about. And so she chose the pink sari. And like I was touching on before, it represented womanhood and she quoted understated strength i love that and that's exactly the foundation of the gulabi gang like there were so many women that were being oppressed for so long Mm -hmm. and so they everyone was understating like who they are and how strong they really are 
they finally rose up and said, we're not taking this anymore. It seemed like a lot of women joined really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely kind of caught fire. Catching Mm -hmm. fire. Catching fire. Yeah. So did she get in any trouble for beating up that guy? No. No? Okay. Mm -mm. Which, honestly, I'm very surprised by. I am too. I was worried that, like, you were going to say she, like, got fined or went to jail or something, but – Interesting. No, nope. she she didn't get fined. Nothing like that. Um, the next excerpt, I want to read this from the website because the way that they put it is a perfect way to sum it up. So do you want to read it for us? Sure. The Gulabi gang kept a watch on all community activities and protested vociferously when they saw any manifestation of injustice or malpractice. On one occasion, when Sam Pat Powell went on the local police station to register a complaint. A policeman abused and attacked her. She retaliated by beating him on the head with her lathi, which is a heavy stick, often of bamboo, bound with iron, used in India as a weapon, especially by police. On another occasion, she dragged a government official out of his car to show him a crumbling road that was in need of urgent repair. After all, what cannot be endured must be cured. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. So she was, like, fighting for the community, too. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, a selfish thing. No. No. Like, she was like, this road needs to be repaired. And from what she was saying, it had been – it was dangerous. Like, it needed to be repaired. And it it had been put off by the government for so long. So she said, no, you're coming here and you're fixing this road. I love that. I love it. She was just very proactive. And – I didn't see very much backlash against her other than she did get abused and attacked by that one police officer. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there was other circumstances, but she had so many women behind her Mm -hmm. and they all stood together. And honestly, like the more they fought, the more women joined. Yeah. And the more power and strength they got. Yep. Yep. Because they were not alone. Mm Mm-mm. So I just think it's really amazing. Like, I was just so inspired because she fought hard. Mm-hmm. and Against all odds. Against all odds. And in the video, she, like, she had very humble beginnings and is still, her home was, like, tarps for the roof that were held down by rocks. And then she, you, like, stepped downstairs and it was just, like, a room that was her home but it was like known as a community it is known as a community pillar where women gather and like that her home is like a sanctuary and that's cool it's still like so humble because Mm -hmm. she's just fighting for other women's rights she's giving everything to the cause and so many other women are doing that too so i just think it's really cool i think she's a really great leader Yeah, she is because obviously you can tell and like I can tell just from what you're saying, like the women that are joining, it's because they love her Mm -hmm. and they trust her. Mm -hmm. And they have seen her fight so hard for the cause. Mm -hmm. And so they have hope and they're like, I can fight too. Yeah. Just some other little random facts that I really loved. The gang has won 11 awards since they were founded in 2006, which is really amazing. Mm -hmm. And some of the awards were for Sam Pat herself, but most of them were for the Gulabi gang overall. Mm -hmm. Another thing that was really cool um, in a video that was on their website, 
they were interviewing members of the community and specifically the husbands mm-hmm. of the members of the Gulabi gang and the husbands and like some brothers and just men, family members, they were showing their support and they were saying like, this needs to be the case in all of the districts around the country. Mm-hmm. Like they were just saying how the women are great examples of what should be going on in society But in India, there's so much inequality, especially between genders. And most of – well, all of the husbands that they interviewed and the the sons and brothers and everything, they were all like, we really support them. Like, we applaud them for what they're doing and for putting themselves out there and fighting for this cause. And they were all super supportive, which I think just goes to show – majority of people are good and have good hearts and good beliefs Mm -hmm. and it's just – a lot of the people in power, like, you know, the patriarchy and different systems that are have been in place for forever, that it just takes time to abolish them. But if we all unite together, like the Gulabi gang and, you know, just different people, we can unite together as individuals and make a big difference. Yeah, I think it's really cool that their families are involved because honestly, it sounds kind of scary to be like one of the women in the gang. Oh, yeah. Because you like nothing as far as we know, like nothing has really happened to them that's like super dangerous or life threatening or anything. Yeah. But like you never know when that could happen. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like in their position, they always have to watch their back and they still want to protect their families, but they also want to fight for what they believe in and what's yeah. right. So I think it's a really cool thing that their families are on board as well. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really amazing. And if you are asking yourself, like, why is this such an issue? And you don't know that much about the country of India. It, there is a lot of issues with um, the patriarchal society. And just some facts, like, you know, we look at what Sam Pat was struggling with as a child, no education opportunity, mm-hmm. child marriage, and having kids as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, um, each year, at least 1.5 million girls under 18 get married in India, and that makes it home to the largest number of child brides in the world. It's really sad. And on top of that, in India, one in three women are likely to be subjected to intimate partner violence. So, obviously, a huge number of child brides and a lot of domestic violence. And so, this gang of women that is now with over 400,000 women all uniting together in a country where these issues are so prominent, the most prominent in the world, Mm -hmm. probably. Like, that's so powerful. I'm guessing that most of them can relate to those facts. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, Sam Pat can. Yeah. And that's why she founded the gang. But I'm sure most of the women are so passionate about it because they've experienced that and they know it's not right. Mm -hmm. They don't want their kids to have to go through that. Yeah. And so they're trying to fight for that. Exactly. And I think it's one of those issues that, especially in that country, if it hasn't happened to you, then you know, you know someone for sure. So yeah, I just think it's a really powerful movement. Um, I just did like a quick Google, Google search so I could show you the pictures. They're that Sam Pat. Um, yes, that's her. Oh my god. Their pink saris are absolutely gorgeous. Um, we will post on the Instagram story 
and show you guys like they there are so many of these women they are so strong so united together they have their bamboo sticks and i just love it i think that there's such a strong example of literally fighting against the patriarchy fighting for their rights in a system that has been so set in its ways for so many years and I'm just obsessed with, like, everything they stand for. And they're peaceful. I mean, like, yeah. you mentioned, like, they beat up that one guy, but, like, he deserved it. That's honestly an exception. Mm-hmm. And if they need to, they'll stand up for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. But, like, they won't resort to that first thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like she said, like, it's not a gang. It's a movement of people. For justice. Yeah. A gang for justice. I love the way she put that. So that is the Gulabi gang. I think it's really cool that you took us to India. Yeah. And told us about a new movement, mm-hmm. something that I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't heard of, just like me. So thank you so much. And like yeah. Haley said, we will post more about the Gulabi Gang on our Instagram and our TikTok um, and our website. So be sure to go follow us on Instagram at Real Talk About Feminism Pod. If you haven't already, please let us know what your email is so we can add you to our email newsletter. We only send one a week and it's just like a little summary of the most recent episode with some other resources and facts and stuff. Um, So we would love it if you guys would join our community and then please be sure to rate and review our show. We really appreciate it. Seriously. It's like the best thing you can do, especially if you're a repeat listener. Yeah. And if you would like to learn more about the Gulabi gang, Click on their uh, website in the link. You can also donate to the cause if you want to support. Um, and like I said, their website, it, they seem to be quite active on there. So um, definitely go check them out. Donate if you feel so inclined. And we will see you guys next week. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.